96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray, helping you to retire the job, but keep that paycheck. I'm your host, Doug Ray, and with me is Bryce Payne, and today we're talking investors beware spotting red flags when picking an advisor. Bryce, that sounds ominous. It does indeed. There's a lot of red flags out there. And I'll, uh, if I can just take a moment, Doug, before we get started on the show, I'm going to give a shout out to my Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> yes. For the third time in about oh. 27 years have uh, hoisted the cup at Center Ice. There and, you go. Uh, was a, uh, it did take them a couple of extra games there to get that taken care of, but they only lost four games in all in all of postseason. Yeah, I was hoping for a Hurricanes Avs uh, oh, so championship, I. but it didn't, didn't so pan out. I. But anyway, uh, Sackick and the team out there, congratulations. I'll see you soon out in Mile High Country. But, uh, Doug, yeah, we do got to uh, thank you for allowing me to throw that in there for a moment. <laughs> um, but we do have a, a good show here today, Investor Beware, Spotting Red Flags when Picking an Advisor. But before we get started on the meat and potatoes of the show, it is time for the Wealth Guardians Service Salute. And if you tune in to us every week, you are well aware that every week we're honored to thank our military and our first responders and their families for their sacrifice in serving our community and, of course, making our safety and freedom their own individual mission. And each week we want to salute a specific individual. And just a reminder to you out there listening, if you know someone who we should recognize here on the Wealth Guardians radio show, please email our team at salute at the Wealth Guardians and we will be in touch with you to get all the information we need to make your loved one an honored member of the Wealth Guardian Service Salute here in Doug. Who are we saluting this week? Someone near and dear to your heart, I believe. We are saluting a bosun's mate, third class, Alan Ray. Name sounds familiar. He's also my dad. How Absolutely. about that? Goes by Doug. I'm a junior. He's a senior. And he's also the grandfather of Garrett and Adam. And uh, great-grandfather to uh, Lachlan and Anna Claire and uh, Gabrielle and Nayeli. Wow. He, uh, he served. Uh, he enlisted in the Navy. Uh, right out of high school in the Korean War, he served aboard the USS Kearsarge, a uh, World War II aircraft carrier, and he had uh, assignments in Kwajalein and Okinawa. And after the Navy, uh, he came back to his hometown of Winston-Salem and uh, had a successful career with Advance Auto, and uh, he retired in, in 2001 and lived at Oak Island for many years. He enjoyed fishing. Gardening with his uh, my mom Rosalie, and taking the grandkids out fishing. So, my dad now lives down in Lancaster, South Carolina. He just turned ninety, and we had a big surprise birthday for him. Did you? How'd that go? It went great. He uh, he knew that uh, Garrett and Cindy were going to come down for Sunday dinner, but he didn't know that Adam and his family were coming from Colorado. So we flew them out. It was a huge surprise. I wish you could have seen the look on his face. I wasn't aware that this happened. I didn't. Did, yeah. I, get, did I get filled in on this? I didn't know that happened. That's got to be a little careful. Surprise! Too big of surprises. But uh, I, I have been honored to have met your dad a couple of times. Seems like a great guy. I know he did a great job as a parent. So, uh, Alan, I'll, I'll give you my tip of the hat out there as well. Thank you for your service. And uh, obviously, it uh, wore off on you, Doug, because you joined the Navy as well. Well, the Navy got three generations of rays out of that. Got my dad, got me, and got Garrett. What about your grandfather? 
My grandfather never served. Okay. He was kind of in between. He was born in 1898. Okay. All right. Too young for World War One and too old for World War Two. Well, three generations. We'll see if, uh, if Lachlan uh, signs up, if that makes it four generations. We'll see. All right. Very good. Well, uh, Alan, again, thank you for your service. And uh, just as a reminder, if you know someone who has served and you would like them honored on our show, email us at salute at the Wealth Guardians. Dot com. And now let's go ahead and move into the topic of our show, Investor Beware. If I had one of those little uh, sound effects on my phone, I would have put it right there. Spotting red flags when picking an advisor. Uh, you can have red flags when you pick a doctor. You can have red flags when you pick a, you know, you name it, whatever. Yeah, really. But uh, there's no shortage of uh, red flags for advisors out there. And I want to ask you, do you know what red flags but also some good signs might be that you should be on the lookout for when you're searching for an advisor to work with as you prepare for your retirement. And on this episode, we're going to give you some red flags to be aware of, teach you how to spot them, and illustrate the difference between an advisor who does the bare minimum versus one who goes above and beyond to work in your best interest. And if you're out there planning for retirement, we'd like to think that that's what we do here as fiduciaries at the Wealth Guardians. Now, Doug, the first one we're going to talk about is an advisor who works with people of all ages and all levels of wealth. Yeah, you know, this can be a red flag. Uh, you know, when you see that situation, it's obviously somebody who um, is trying to develop a business. They may be actually fairly new in the business, which means uh, they're not bringing as much experience to the table as you might like. Um, obviously, when you first get started, you, you pretty much have to take everybody and anything uh, to get in the business. But, um, you know, that, that kind of an advisor, uh, to me, is one that maybe I would go seek another opinion, especially if I'm, like, retiring. Okay. I would want to see somebody who specializes in retirement. No question about Or that. if I'm young and I'm just getting started in my career, you know, maybe I want to see somebody who basically works with folks like that, who, who is more of a risk manager, because at that age, you can assume more risk than somebody who's, say, 62 to 65 or something like that, who's near the end of their career. It's a little more complicated at that stage, right? You know, I've used this uh, analogy before, so if you've heard it before, please forgive me, but I think it's, uh, it's an apt analogy to use. I had uh, some hand surgery done a couple of years ago now, and uh, I had a couple of choices of which doctors to go to. And there were a number of doctors out there who had performed this surgery, but there was only one who this was the only surgery he did. So he had honed in on his specialty and he was a master of one trade. He wasn't a jack of many trades. So he he wasn't particularly familiar with elbow surgeries or uh, shoulder or knee surgeries, but he was darn good at this one specific procedure that I needed done. And that's who I ended up going with. Mm -hmm. And I don't have any regrets for it. And I think you'd like to have that same thing with a financial advisor. Does he specialize in one particular uh, area of financial advising? And uh, we have honed our specialty, Doug, here at the Wealth Guardians into retirement planning and lowering your risk because once you reach that wealth preservation phase of life and you're exiting the wealth accumulation phase of life, that requires that you dim down the risk on your portfolio to a certain degree, which might not be the portfolio strategy you had 10, 20 years right. ago. Mm -hmm. And an advisor who works with 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, somebody who's got $100,000 versus somebody who's got $5 million, they might not be a specialist in that particular sector that we're a specialist in. 
So uh, that's uh, that's what I like. I'd rather have somebody be a master of one trade than a jack of all trades. Totally agree with that. All right, let's move on to the next one. An advisor who tells you only good news about your financial situation all the time. <laughs> only good news all, all the, the time. time. You know, that person probably is afraid of – negative news maybe they're afraid of losing that client but uh mm. you know you got to be straight up with your clients uh, and, and you know we're in a rough time right now and, and the market's going down people's accounts are going down and you know back in 2007 8 and 9 when i was doing the radio show i kind of coined the phrase of you know, I I tell I tell you what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. Exactly. And you, you've heard me in meetings just this week. I've told people, you know, stuff that they needed to hear, which is not good. It's not fun, but it is real. It's it is. what we're facing. It is, and you've got to plan a strategy around. You know, the mar- the market is not cooperating necessarily right now might be an okay word to use there. And you want a portfolio that is going to be prepared for those types of times. And if you've got an advisor who says, don't worry, I know exactly what's happening in the market. It's not going to impact your portfolio at all. Uh, they'd better have the evidence to back that up. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, a lot of rosy words out there. I, I can watch the news. I can listen to some economists out there and know that the market is not – rosy right now and that one's portfolio is not just necessarily going to weather all storms and if it is great but you want to have some evidence to back that up exactly so if you're just tuning in you're listening to the wealth guardians and today we are talking about investor beware spotting red flags and picking when picking an advisor and uh, we've talked about an advisor who works with people of all ages and an advisor who tells you only good news about your financial situation all the time we're going to get back to this after the break but it is moving on toward the break time now and before we do that as always it's time for our trivia question of the week doug are you ready no I'm never ready for these. All right. Well, here we go. Doug, three presidents have passed away on July 4th. No. John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, they both passed away in 1826. See, I knew those. Okay. In 1826. And James Monroe passed away in 1831. He was the third president to have passed away on uh, July 4th. But which one singular U.S. president was born on July 4th? Oh, my. (laughs) <laughs> I, I know that sound that Doug makes there, and uh, sometimes he pulls it out anyway. But anyway, uh, we're going to get Doug uh, his answer here when we come back from the break. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Doug Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB. 96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne, along with Doug Ray, and this week we're talking about investors beware, spotting red flags when picking that financial advisor. And uh, we're going to get back to that topic here in just a minute, and we're then going to get to our trivia question. But before we get to the trivia question and see if we stumped Doug, I've got a question for you. Are you five to seven years from retirement? Are you approaching that uh, change of life stage where you've been accumulating your wealth for 40 years or so and now you're getting ready to preserve that wealth and even take distributions from it well if you are then i would hope that you are concerned about making the best decisions for your retirement that you can possibly make when it comes to financial planning 
And in that case, if you are, I've got good news for you. We offer a no-cost, no-obligation, second-opinion-slash-review of your current portfolio to see what you're doing right and to see what you could be doing better, which will help you retire the job and keep that paycheck. We'd love to sit down with you, but you got to pick up the phone and give us a call. And our phone number is, as always, 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. We look forward to sitting down with you and seeing what help we can provide you in learning how to retire the job and keep the paycheck. Now, that's what you've all been waiting for. <laughs> Let's get to the <laughs> trivia question and see if we stumped Doug. Doug, three presidents have passed away on July 4th. John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, they both passed away in 1826, and then a little less known, James Monroe in 1831. But there was one U.S. president who was actually born on July 4th, which president was that? And you know what? I, I see the forlorn look in your eye, Doug. I'm going to give you a clue. I'm going to give you a clue. He, uh, let's see here. He was elected vice president to Harding. Does that help you out at all? Wow. Okay. I got a 1 in 46 uh, <laughs> chance, which is better odds than winning the lottery. I think you can narrow it down a few more than 46. Uh, <laughs> Let's get uh, it down to at least 40. VP to who? Harding. Bryce, I, I, don't, I don't have a clue. Well, then we got to go with this sound. All right. Anyone else out there get that? Because it was Calvin Coolidge. Coolidge. Coolidge was born on July 4th. 1872. He was the 30th U.S. president. I suppose I could have given you that a, a, a trivia question, a, a, a hint as well. He was born in Plymouth Notch, Vermont. He served as, get this, I like this. He served as city councilman, city solicitor, clerk of court, mayor, state senator, lieutenant governor, and governor. And then he was vice president to Warren G. Harding. Of course, Warren G. Harding passed away. And uh, Harding, um, when Warren G. Harding passed away on August 3rd, 1923, he became president. And then he was elected president in 1924, a year later, uh, when it came up time for, uh, for um, Harding's uh, original term to be over. His inaugural address was the first to be broadcast on the radio. Hmm. So he's a true brother of ourselves, Doug, uh, being a radio. Here's person. another piece about him. Okay. Ronald Reagan actually modeled his presidency after him. Is that right? In what, a, in what sense? Kind of a hands-off, let the market be the market, let companies uh, adjust to the market. Okay. All and right. Work for both of them. Work for both of them. Very good. Yep. All right. Well, sorry, Doug. That's two in a row that you've missed here. I was hoping you'd be able to go into this <laughs> holiday weekend with a little bell there, but instead we got the buzzer. Happens from time to time. I'm not going to throw softballs. Um, but let's move back to our topic now. So thank you for sticking around through the break. Uh, if you got it out there, congratulations on you. That was not an easy one. Investor beware, spotting red flags when picking an advisor. Doug, in the first segment, we talked about uh, red flags that uh, somebody might be concerned about when they are looking at uh, financial planners or investor advisors, an advisor who works with people of all ages and all levels of wealth. Uh, we said that that was one that might be a little bit of a concern. An advisor who tells you only good news about your financial situation all the time. Okay, that would definitely be a red flag. Let's move on to the new ones. An advisor who uses a lot of technical jargon that you don't understand when talking about your financial situation. Yeah. 
you know, that's a that's a person who I think wants to appear like they uh, are really smart and know it, knows it all. You know, to be a good communicator, you've got to be able to talk to somebody on their level. You know, not everybody knows what a basis point is or what uh, support levels are. Or a candlestick you know, chart. Or a candlestick chart. And, and you know, I, I worry when I, you know, when, when I interview with Casey and even us talking about technical analysis, I really try to bring it down to the level of the listener. And it's hard because technical analysis has its own language. Right. And it's not easy to translate that over radio. You have to actually see it. Mm. But, yeah, you've got to be able to communicate. A good communicator, we were talking about Ronald Reagan a moment ago. He was an excellent communicator. He basically just talks to the folks, you know, and talks at their level, their understanding. So, yeah, watch, uh, you know, if, if you've got an advisor out there who just basically babbles in financees, that's a red flag to me. I would say that somebody who is doing that, their their main objective in talking to you is to impress you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you and I, that's the approach. When we sit down with a client, we start going through that four-meeting process. Our number one goal is not to impress you. I think that's. I think our impressing our client is going to happen naturally by the conversation that we have with them. But at least for me, I approach it as I want to be able to educate the client on when we make recommendations, why it is we're making those recommendations and why their portfolio is not ideally aligned to their goals and objectives as it's currently laid out. And when we make recommendations, we're making we're suggesting some changes to that portfolio. I want to educate you on why we're making those changes and how they are going to better uh, improve your goals and objectives. I would like to think by the end of our four meeting process, you and I and Garrett have ended up impressing a client with our knowledge. But that's not our goal. That's not our objective. Our objective is to educate. And uh, so if somebody is, it's a real easy thing to fall back on is just using some big language. I mean, I, I could improve my, uh, my technical um, jargon like, like you have because you are a technical analyst. You, you have that jargon naturally in your head. I can improve mine and walk into a meeting and impress somebody right off the bat. That doesn't mean that I really know anything more about what I'm talking about. You know, you and I <clears throat> this week were meeting with a couple, Don and Catherine, and it was their third meeting in our process, which that third meeting is a long one, and we cover a lot of ground. It's the biggest one. You had stepped out to get uh, some um, information uh, for them to take home. Right. Don turned to me and he said, you know, he said, I am so grateful that you guys have taken the time to make this stuff so that I can understand it. And Catherine goes, yeah, I, I understand it, and I don't know any of this stuff at all. So I, that was a real compliment to that, me. Boy, that's about as big as – that's a really big compliment yeah. in my book is that if uh, somebody is so impressed with how we're communicating with them that they take a moment to uh, thank us for that, that's, that's as good a compliment as it can get because it's very easy to walk into a conversation like what you and I host with some other advisor, and they can walk out and say, well, I certainly feel like the guy knows what he's talking about. But I don't know what he's talking about, and that's not what that's yeah. not what we we aim for here. Not at, at all. No. All right. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Wealth Guardians, and today we're talking about investor beware, spotting red flags when picking an advisor. And uh, Doug, 
We've talked about a couple of them here, but the next one that we're, uh, we're mentioning is an advisor who seems to have a high level of certainty about what is going to happen in the market in the immediate future. Boy, that's out of all of these red flags. I would say that that's that should be one that really uh, alerts you to there might be something wrong with this conversation yeah. you're having with your advisor. You know, if yeah, if you've got somebody like that, uh, be warned. Uh, you know, even I do the technical analysis, and that does give us patterns that kind of can tell us what may or may not happen in the future. But I always say, hey, this is not a hundred percent. You know, it could be completely different from what I'm seeing here. And, um, you know, you've got to be as a as a financial advisor, especially if you're advising folks who are retired or near retirement, you have got to be able to adjust to unexpected changes, that black swan event that's out there. It's going to happen. You just don't know when or what it's going to be how long it's going to last or how deep it's going to be. Exactly. But you know that it's out there. Mm-hmm. It's a California earthquake. You know it's going to happen at some point. Should your house be built for that California earthquake out yep. there? Yeah, it sure exactly. should. All right, Doug, let's take a minute and uh, just talk about um, when we sit down with our clients, uh, we have a floor meeting process. And we don't say right off the bat, hey, you need to meet with us because we know what's going to happen in the market in the next couple of weeks. What we do know is that somebody's retirement is in all likelihood going to last them 20 years or so. Or more, yeah. And how often does a bear market happen? A serious big correction happens on average about every seven years or right. so. We've been in a serious bull run for quite a while now, and people are getting complacent out there. But that doesn't mean that your portfolio should be complacent. So when we sit down with a client, we're showing them, look, your portfolio at this stage of the game, now that you're getting ready to take distributions from your account, needs to be aligned differently than it has been when you've been, your your primary focus has been chasing gains for the last 40 years or so. Your portfolio needs to be realigned so that when that bear market happens, when you're no longer collecting a paycheck and you're taking distributions from your account, that it is not a devastating blow to your portfolio. Think back, if you're out there listening and you're getting ready for retirement, if your portfolio 20 years ago had a 40% loss Obviously, that wasn't enjoyable, but it wasn't the end of the world at that stage of the game because you were still going to be collecting a paycheck for another 20 years, and your portfolio had room and time to grow back. You were probably dollar-cost averaging into your portfolio, so you were buying a lot of shares on sale price with every contribution into your 401k. But now that you are about to be retired, let's imagine that your portfolio, the market goes down 40% again, like it did in 2008, and your portfolio suffers a 40% decline. Doug, that is not nearly as easy to come back from as it was. It's not even in the same ballpark. Not even close. As it was when you were in your 40s. So your portfolio has to be prepared for that. Doug and I said earlier, you want to be careful about going to an advisor who is a jack of all trades. They work with clients of all financial levels and of, of any age or whatever their objective or their goal might be. We are financial specialists. We're fiduciaries, and we work almost exclusively with people who are getting ready to enter that retirement phase. If you would like to sit down with us to see what a fiduciary would recommend to you as far as helping you prepare for retirement, it's as easy as picking up the phone. It's 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. 
There is no cost. There is no obligation to sit down with Doug, Garrett, or myself and see what help and guidance we can provide you in adjusting your retirement portfolio to best seat your goals and needs. Doug, we're out of time. What did I leave out there? You know, the only thing is that it's a process. It's going to cost you some time, but that's also a good thing because another red flag is an advisor who makes a recommendation on the first meeting. Thank or, you. Or I know of one down in Charlotte who advertises on the radio that says he puts your entire plan on one page. No, that's a red flag. Yeah, we've got about, what, 80 pages in our retirement plans? Exactly. At least that. At least that. Exactly. All right. Well, I hope everybody out there has a great holiday weekend. Uh, America, happy birthday to you. This is Bryce Payne. With me has been Doug Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB.